Check, 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 check. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. One, two, one, two, one, two. That's mine. Cool. So, right yeah, on. I think that the way that I, I would like this to happen is I'm just going to uh, ask some kind of leading leading opening questions and, sure. and it, you can talk for as long as you want okay. and uh, we'll see where the conversation goes. Sounds good, um, man. Yeah. So I guess uh, one of the first questions we can ask is about this space and, and um, how did the track house come to be? <sighs> track house was an idea that I had uh, almost six years ago now mm-hmm. uh, when I got back from college. I went to Harris Institute for Production and Engineering and uh, when I got back took like a year of just like working a regular regular job i worked in the mail room at sun life financial okay and i just knew when i got back from school what i wanted to do i knew even probably before i went to school what i wanted to do um teamed up with my bro and one of my homies from school he's from kitchener shout out steve but uh when we got back about a year later i i found out Actually, my mom hit me up. She's like, uh, Paul Maxwell is opening up a jam hall. You should see if yep. something that you might be interested in. So wh- that was Maxwell's music house? That was actually Maxwell's jam hall the old right before the music house closed down. Oh, before the okay, music house okay. closed down, he had right. opened up another space, uh, Urban Pepler, oh, okay. right behind Symposium, the next yep. block down. He, had, he took over that old LCBO building. Okay. So he like co-ran it. He ran the downstairs and somebody else ran the upstairs. They ran like the Hepcats dance studio upstairs. That was a big like that was supposed to be a big cultural hub space. Especially for media because they had the whole upstairs off to the side that wasn't part of the jam hall or the dance studio. And it was for like print, I think, and just visual Mm -hmm. art and things like that. And I thought I was like, yo, the connections there would probably be super cool but i never talked to anybody on that side they were i don't think they were part of any of the music stuff that was going on so no but maxwell's music house for a long time was a great open mic stage and and a a good spot for shout out to maxwell because he never ever turned down like a hip-hop show yeah even though you know shit happens at the hip-hop shows a lot of the times you know but he's he always lets us know Mm -hmm. you know no bullshit yeah. You know, let's all make this a good time. And yeah. he's always been down to work with the hip-hop guys, so salute to Paul. Cool. Cool. So so you knew you wanted to um, work in the recording arts, do, run your own studio oh, kind yeah. of thing. Probably from, like, ninth grade. Amazing. Yeah. And then um, that uh, collaboration didn't quite pan out for, for anybody except for Hepcats, I think, on, on Herb Street. You know but what? They actually... I think the guy who ran it, yeah, he either moved or he sold it. Yeah, yeah, because okay. I was I was cool with that guy. He was a nice guy, mm. but uh, I don't think they're there anymore. Mm. No, I don't I think know. the jam hall's still down there though. I I think it's still space that you can rent. People yeah. people rent for jam space. Yeah, but now you've got this beautiful space on uh, above Yo, Pyrus. Yeah, How did man. that come about? Right above Pyrus. So when we left our old space. It was a little bittersweet because we put some work into there. We built mm-hmm. a booth in there. We put like uh, different wall panels to pass microphone cables through, and it was mm-hmm. nice and clean. Painted it, carpeted it, yeah. put some like track lighting up in there. So it was kind of like 
It sucked leaving. You had a, yeah, you thought you were going to be there for a little while. I thought I was going to be there for a while. I was like, oh, you know, Paul can jack up the rent because we did all this extra shit and somebody else is going to get the benefit. <laughs> so I went back to, to work in nine to five life for like a year and a half. And through that whole time, was always on Kijiji looking for studio spaces. Okay. Yeah. Just keeping an eye out. Oh, yeah. So when this okay. came about, cool. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah. Jumped in head first. I said, fuck it. I can't. And did, I, did you have to build out all the, you know, the walls? So and that's the, and the irony behind again. it. It was already done. No way. Take so that in. Already, so I was huh. leaving a situation I felt not yeah. too good about because I put all this work in. Mm -hmm. And here it is paid forward to oh, me Okay, Amazing. later on. Sometimes the universe just works out that way. Fascinating, isn't it? So yeah. we're probably the third or fourth occupant in this space. Okay. So before it was called Sound Distillery. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Shout out to Will Muir. Oh, Will Muir. Yeah. Okay. He ran yeah. this. That's, I'm not uh, sure if you're that's someone I've him. come across in the in the music scene locally, definitely. Yeah. Him and I have, have had a couple chats. Yeah, I got to um, give him a shout and reach out to him or yeah. chop it up with him, take him out for coffee or something. That's funny. I mean, that's one of the things about this city is that everything, we're still small enough that at some point you're going you're gonna to have one degree of separation with everybody that you come across. For real. So I, I didn't grow up in KW. I came here for school at the University of Waterloo. Um, uh, okay. And so I've been living here 10, 11 11 years now. You probably um, caught on to the scene like right when you came through though. I did. Was JD Era still doing his thing? So I was in the folk scene doing a lot of singer-songwriter stuff. Oh, no I was working with Carrie Humphreys from The Echo. Um, she was booking shows for me. I played at the Circus Room. I played at uh, different bars around the university. Um, so I was just kind of a clueless 18-year-old you know, in a new city, didn't know anybody. And th it was through the student radio station, Sound FM, that I got connected with, with some people. Yes. And then uh, I've been doing hip-hop for the last couple of years and, um, you know, getting more connected with people in that part. Of what the made scene. you want to transition? Well, it was, always, it was always about the lyrics yes. for me. It was, I was always a writer. I was always a poet. And, um, I mean, I could strum a guitar, but I wasn't, my soul wasn't really into the music like the music creation of it more so the words yes so um i got to a point where i was starting to blend genres and i was getting influenced by hip-hop music Kanon was a huge influence for me at that uh, age at 2008 yes um and i was listening to a lot of his stuff and i was starting to like bleed in some rap verses into my songwriting mm -hmm. and it was just sort of a transition from there that's amazing. So, yeah, that's the, and then now I'm uh, I'm working on, I'm working on a an EP right now. That's kind of part of this grant program as well. Nice. Um. So yeah, that's that's exciting. Good for you. And uh, and there's always like different genres occupying the same space. I find in Kitchener Waterloo. Um. I did I did a show on February first at the Button Factory. Nice. And there's some people that I know that do more you know electronic music um fauna was was there she's one of the local artists that i've seen at a bunch of house shows and she does kind of like singer songwriter but with all electronic music uh, electronic instruments and looping pedals and whatnot nice and um and people that are at hip-hop shows are also at those shows and are also at folk shows and are also at punk shows and like yeah people aren't so strictly 
defined by those boundaries. And Especially from an artist perspective, when you realize that we all have similar yeah. struggles, yeah, it's we're not that different. It's just we just happen to do different music. Yeah, yeah, for definitely of, for a lot of that. But Ooh. yeah, when I I so I got into the other space around twenty. 2013 held that down till probably like no probably got around 2012 2013 ran for like two and a half years Mm -hmm. almost maybe even longer maybe i'm like a year behind the timeline because we've been at this space for two and a half years now time's just flying by amazing you know so i think like when i got up in this space i just basically moved my shit in had a partner shout out to fresh changes he's been dropping music left right and center lately so he's on a roll cool but uh yeah we just jumped in head first and decided to figure it out after i already built like quite a uh, reputation working with the hip-hop artists Mm -hmm. from the older track house Mm 1.0 but uh i think this this move right here just like exploded just because it was the perfect timing between like just getting set up and so many people deciding they want to try their hand at hip hop yeah at the same time so yeah. like a, a lot of folk in like high school and stuff like that they're like yo i can do this that's so really cool i'm just seeing a lot of that and just so if we rewind fucking i don't know almost like 15 years ago 13 years ago I started rapping when I was like super young, but uh, I yeah. got into the scene probably when I was like sixteen. And so, it, I just want to clarify something. So yeah, the rhythm and the rebel. Yeah, that's you and your brother. Yeah. Okay. How did you know? I you have know, you heard about us? Eh? I, I, I've heard your music. I've, oh I word! Mean, I've heard. Um, well, the thing is, so I when I listened to um, Carmelo's show, Street Hop. Yeah, he he played he you know over the last couple of years like he, he plays a lot of Junior Don. Shout out to Carmelo, and, yeah. Uh, and then he always, he always says, "Yeah, Rhythm and the Rebel, Junior Don." Hey. And so, um, you know, I I did my digging, I'm doing my research, trying to find as much mu- local music as I can. And, yeah, respect. And so I I just wanted to make that point clear and make sure that I wasn't yeah. that I wasn't wrong. No, so, that's what's so, up. Good so, looking. So that, that's how you got that's how you got um, started then was was my with bro rhythm in the rebel or, not or even no. all right check this shit out okay all right i got my start probably like seventh grade just like getting into like rippity rapping okay it's like kids in my grade just used to like, just like we just battle on the basketball court just for jokes and shit there would be like <laughs> one line battles yeah. you know and what school was it laurentian okay laurentian uh middle school mm-hmm. whichever intermediate or whatever it's well, called whatever it's yeah. called uh so I did my thing. My brother's a year younger than me, so okay. it was just the two years they were there. I was in eighth grade. He was in seventh grade, and then he started to get into rap. Um, right after that, high school, I went to St. Mary's. He was still in grade eight. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this shit. There's no radio thing in St. Mary's. Like, it, it was kind of bland to me over okay. there. Okay. I was like, I need some culture. Yeah. I need some, like, programs to get my rap shit off. Cause nobody, nobody really took it seriously. It wasn't a supportive environment. For yeah, yeah. So when I, I went to Cameron for tenth grade, okay. My so bro, you transferred to Cameron specifically. 
to do music. To, to do music. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So my bro was went to Cameron at the same time. I was in tenth grade. He was in ninth grade. We were doing our shit. Uh, I. I think it was only I was playing basketball still. So I played a lot of basketball from like seventh mm. to like tenth grade. So yeah. did my brother. Like we played on teams and shit. Yeah. But then music just kind of took over. So at that age, how do you you know, you're in grade nine, grade ten, how do you know, um or how how did you get to know about the fact that there was this culture at Cameron that you weren't getting? Was there mm. was there um, I took a chance. You, you just uh, assumed because there was maybe some people that you knew over there. Or? And, like, I'm not Catholic, so just going yeah. to a... Bro, the only reason, I've never really told this before, the only reason I went to St. Mary's, because I told, like, a group of girls I would go. <laughs> I promised them, like, that summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to try and explain to your parents why you want to go to a Catholic school. Well, no, it, was, it, was, it was closer. It was closer than oh, Cameron. Okay. It was half the distance from <laughs> okay. to St. Mary's and Cameron. Oh, so it was easy to convince them. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> a lot of my friends on my street, they all went to, to St. Mary's because it mm -hmm. was close and a lot of them were Catholic. But then I, I told my parents because they knew what I wanted to do early yeah. on. I was yeah. like, I need to switch because cool. it's what I want to do. There's no nothing yeah. over here. Yeah. So cool. uh, just getting, like, getting into just, like, seeing a lot of my friends from middle school back at Cameron was cool. Got on the basketball team. And just like, just I, I was writing. I was a rapper first because it didn't really cost any money to rap. Yeah. Just pen and paper. Yeah. Your, those school supplies. Exactly. <laughs> writing in the margins of your notebook. Yeah. And I was just the kid that always had my headphones on, just like, and then just, I made instrumental CDs and just, just rapping. Mm -hmm. So uh, grade 10 comes around, like, probably like, I think it was early in grade 10. I saw I, I was walking for lunch with a group of friends and we were going past Kitchener Market. Kitchener Market was still really new then. Okay. They, where Nova Era Bakery was, yeah. there was a Harvey's. So we'd be going there. We'd be going up a little bit more because it was a McDonald's in Market Square. Okay. They had yep, a Chinese yep. spot. They had Subway. So I was walking by Kitchener Market. And I saw my boy, shout out Hajabug, one of the OGs from out of this city. Okay. He's not, he's... he's I had not, I've not heard that name before. He's in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's a legend out here. You'll okay. hear, you'll, you'll find him. Okay. But I saw him and I was like, bro, like long time no see. The way that I met him originally, he worked at the community center that I used to play ball at. Yeah. And he, he used to break dance. He used to come to like all the, the dances and be the chaperone and shit. So, mm -hmm. cause he was a little bit older. So oh, I saw that's him. That's cool. I'm like, yo, what's good? It's been like some time. I'm like, yo, like I see you're still doing music. When I was wanting to get into music, he was getting ready. I think he was just about to go to LA to go to school. Wow. Because he went to SAE, okay. which is like elite, elite for production Definitely. in the States. It's not expensive. It's not cheap. So I was talking to him. I was like, bro, like I just, I'm trying to get into doing this music shit. I need a place to go record. I got songs. And he told me to go to a spot called Third Degree. I was going to ask you about Third Degree. I'm glad it came up. Yeah. Okay. So I was part of that. Tell me about Third Degree. Before going into Third Degree, I would rap at 
like friends' houses. Shout out to my boy Marty Pinkson. In seventh and eighth grade, we would just rap over instrumentals. There was like this rap game that came out for PlayStation, and it came with like a little USB mic kind of thing. So we're like, yo, let's like hang this up in his laundry room. We put like dirty blankets around that shit and hung it from the ceiling. Seventh, eighth grade, we're rapping to like Lloyd that. Banks instrumentals, like Cassidy instrumentals. I think like okay, uh, I never heard of this game. It's Fort, like rock band, but for rapping. Yeah, basically. Fort Minor. I'm pretty sure just came out with oh, some okay. music. So we were like, like yeah. it parks the shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we just rap and do our thing. Then we went over to shout out to my boy Tyson Major. We used to rap together. We had like a little side group or something. We used to rap at our homie Robbie Wolf's house. Shout out to Robbie Wolf. We go to his crib, watch How High, mm. and go. I would just go upstairs and just like rap to instrumentals on again a five dollar USB Radio yeah. Shack mic. Work with what you got, right? Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. They just the I hear this a lot from talking to people of the the scene in house shows and just like informal gatherings at people's homes especially when there's not a lot of uh obvious venues where you know that you know oh i'm gonna go here and i'm gonna hear some local hip-hop or i'm gonna go here where i can record and and uh work on my art and you know expand my my project whatever i'm working on I like the it, only it, one it, you're, you're just kind of looking around being like okay where do i go what do i do yeah yeah so i'm i'm just blessed that i had the hunger to just kind of ask questions and go seek shit out because had I not done that it probably wouldn't have panned out the way that it has so far um so a little more backstory about getting feet wet recording and shit yeah and so at this time it was you were doing solo stuff or were you uh, making music with your brother too I was making I was writing rap solo yeah. but I would do features with my brother yeah. and him and Tyson were doing a group together. I was like, yo, I want to rap with y'all kind of thing. So my brother was starting to write his raps. Mm -hmm. Tyson was doing his thing. So we had a group together for a little, for like probably like a summer. Uh, so like Camera Heights, my bro's in ninth grade. Tyson's in ninth grade. I'm in 10th grade. I find out where to go to record. My boy's like, yo, I work at this studio. Come by. I came by probably like a next week later or two weeks later because I think he was DJing uh, Hashabuk. He gave me a card. I called him later on. I think I called him about a few other things at some point. I was like, yo, mm -hmm. I want to go to school for this. Where should I go? I almost paid the 30 grand and went to SAE or something, you know? Right. He was like, bro, if you want to get into the production shit, this was like 2005. 2006 he's like get a macbook or get a mac it was a power book at that time i'm like yeah i went and bought power book g4 okay. laptop it was like three racks sitting of all my dough yeah uh but no i think that might have been after i think that might have been after the studio so i was like 16 uh going to third degree i walk in i see hajabug no, I think he meets me halfway because I don't know where the fuck this place is. Right. He meets me by like the courthouse. Because at that like we at, cut at that like, time, that that part of town is just kind of industrial and and weird and out of the way. Like there's, I guess the train station is still it's operating there. Yeah, but, but I had no reason to be out those yeah. ends ever. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like I couldn't find the place. So he brought me there. I walk in. I meet Johnny Rhythm. Okay, so that's... Shout out to uh, the homie Johnny Rhythm. That's your so. connection to Johnny Rhythm? Yeah, so I'm... I go in there. I think I'm by myself or I'm with 
a friend or somebody and I, I'm working on this song. I'm, I sound like trash, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got to go out and grab like food or grab cash or something like that. They're like, all right, all good. I come back and they did all these crazy edits to the song. I'm like, yo, you guys are on some <laughs> shit. <laughs> So since so, so then, ha, what was the what was the setup like? Were, were you um, you just kind of arrived and there was a bunch of people there that you had met for the first time? It was just him and Johnny. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just him and Johnny. I hadn't met D yet, but uh, I think I went the first song I recorded at that spot. I rapped. I had I wrote a song to "Knock Yourself Out" by Jada Kiss. Okay, produced by Pharrell. And then after that, I came in and did uh, uh, Jay Mills remix mm. to like No No No. It's like this reggae remix. And I, shout out to my boy Rubo. I had him on the track. And then I did a Rock the Mic remix with uh, like Beanie Siegel and okay. Freeway. Okay. I did one. I did a song with my girl Sandra, and she was singing on it. So like those were the first three songs that I made at that studio. And that was probably in like, it's like a month. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I literally went back to that studio for like three years until they closed down. Mm -hmm. I was nonstop. I probably recorded like 30, 40 songs there. Cool. Um, I went, I, I recorded a song with my now wife. Okay. Yeah, we were like 16 back then, just like got started dating. And your and first song together was? It was, it was, a, it was an original song. Okay. And it was... Uh, produced by J1. First time meeting J1. I don't even think I met him at that time. He just... Okay, I did another song with my girl Sandra before then mm -hmm. to just an instrumental or some... And it was a banger. It was a hit. Like, everybody in high school was bumping it. Like, we were doing shows off of it. Yep. And then uh, uh, J1 makes a remix to it. Oh, okay. And Johnny's like, yo, check out this remix my boy did. And I'm like, yo, who's this J1 guy? <laughs> Later on, like, he, we're going through beats that J1 sent through, or maybe we sat down with J1 for the first time. And I'm like, yo, I like this beat. We did a song. It was like poppy rapish. Mm -hmm. It was super dope with me and my now wife. And that was a banger. We were like performed it all over the place. It was fun. So what did that look like doing a track at, at third degree and then and then what you you kind of walked into school the, the next day with the, your discman and and like trying to show it to everyone. Y'all listen to this. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it was funny because like MSN was the thing at that time. Right. Okay. MSN Messenger. So but like it was still a pain in the ass to send songs. That that's a lot to download. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, somehow it still got around. I think like I was burning copies of discs to hand out to people as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe shortly after MySpace was popping. So MySpace was right. probably one of the biggest places that my music was accessible. Right. Um, ah, cool. But still, like I think, I think just being in school talking to people and then just being like yo pop on my headphones or something like that mm -hmm. made a huge difference mm -hmm. as well so that so was yeah good I thing never you really moved to cameron yeah <laughs> exactly right so i i did i i i did a solo project there with like 22 songs 21 songs i i formed a group called the youngest in charge in the midst of all of that like found some of my closest homies at that point um 
it was like six of us and we all were like spitters we all had our own solo things going plus we had group projects we were in there all the time um so it was me my boy shaw my, bo my cousin ace my boy rude the homie malachi and then tyson uh came and we were doing some songs together he was part of the group for a minute my bro came along for the ride for mm -hmm. for some tracks mm -hmm. so there was like six seven eight of us like all locking the studio down putting in work nice. a couple of our other homies would come by we bring them to the studio so we definitely got it in at third um i met i met daru there he wasn't there too often because i know he he was at blackberry at that time oh okay yeah but That's... he had i think it was his bro it was his brother. I think he went by night. Okay. He was an artist there at third degree. And I used to go to like block in my times. They had this big whiteboard with a calendar on it. I try and block in my times. Yo, Johnny, because I think I think Hajabug left to go to school shortly after. So he was in mm -hmm. LA. So it was literally me and Johnny for the ride for like three years. Okay. And I'll be like, yo trying to block some time let's go look at the whiteboard i just see night block like a whole week i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy i eventually i met him he handed me a so disc some some uh, you know ego boosting going on even just with the scheduling yeah <laughs> um wow so that was super dope i had sj on a track mm -hmm. so that was cool because it was like he was the guy he was the god mc out here oh absolutely like, yeah and i was I, like the newcomer you know and i want to ask you about sj because uh yo let he, me just he, put this out there the yeah, man ahead. walked through fucking three feet of snow to come to this studio session bro <laughs> like he walked yeah. bro and he made it and he bodied it no pen no paper just, just off the top jay-z style bro and he killed that's it amazing yeah sorry um no i so of course when you look around at significant albums and significant artists that came out of kw the one that keeps coming back is sj sj and, jeans and, uh, his sj jeans mixtape so i was in high school at that time yeah two years ago when i did that um article for the community edition someone told me like no you got to listen to this mixtape and so i went and found it online uh on uh, sound click um <laughs> and i was like oh sweet okay, like finally I, I was able to find this you know mythical mixtape that everyone's talking about yes and and downloaded it and like it, the production is amazing and yeah. and it's uh yeah it i it's, I'm like this came out of kw wow and so um i you heard, heard lord god uh, what's that lord god that was the anthem oh that yeah was the kw anthem <laughs> shout out to all the homies that were on that one that's the yeah. anthem we were talking about it at the club the other day we're like yo where can we find this song mm -hmm. well i got it i can send it to you yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the <laughs> anthem that was the anthem and then yeah. me and like the homies we did a bad boys remix yeah. like shine yeah we did that there was there was like so six of us on that then? No, I wasn't because I was a little bit younger. I think this, that album had already come out. Okay. But when I dropped my solo project, maybe like a year later, yeah. he was on it. Okay. So that was super dope. Cool. And then I heard SJ won uh, a contest from 91.5 The Beat. And maybe that's false, but maybe maybe what? it's not. What was it? I, well, I, I think the radio station would have these contests. I don't know if it was every year or every so often. Uh, Shad was one of the winners of them one year of just like... I know my homie Conrad a, won one, one of yeah. those too. And it was like they gave you some money to record an album, basically. Ah, yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Good for him. Um, so anyway, that's also someone who I am definitely want to get to an in, in interview for this, uh, for this whole project. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. 
I might be able to reach out and make that okay. happen for you because okay. he's not in town. Yeah, yeah. And I I just actually found him on Facebook when I was doing some more digging this morning. So Play the cartoonist. See ya. Shout out to the homie. Bro, he does yeah. like all of our graphic design, super talented yeah. artist. It's He's cool. Sick. And it, I think one thing that's really interesting to me is a lot of people that were active around that time, early 2000s, even like late 90s, um, people that were making a lot of great art and then a lot of them got married and had kids yeah and kind of didn't have time to produce music anymore but now a lot of them their kids are getting old enough that they don't need to have diapers changed and and uh they you know they got more time there's some time to put out some new music so there's like i mean i know there's new sharky's always putting out new stuff uh devo is putting out some new stuff yeah so it's cool to see that sort of bounce back and that's also why I think it's a really good time to just try and loop back with everyone and, and uh, capture these stories so that they 100 percent they can get celebrated, right? For sure, because I feel like everything is like the way that I remember this. Like you mm-hmm. can see the smile on my face. Like this shit is ill. Like yeah. I remember Ultimate Entertainment like mm-hmm. picked up SJ and okay. put SJ on every every show, like every big act because yeah. they were bringing in big acts. Right, SJ would open up for everybody. Okay, so it was super dope. Like he. He, he should have popped, popped like. And did boom. you know him in in high school as yeah. well, or just just through? We the were rap in high community? school. He was the guy. I was like quiet as shit. <laughs> uh, we had a keyboard in class together, like music keyboard. <laughs> he, huh? he came for like three days, <laughs> and then he would show up like a month later. And we're like, that's SJ, bro. He's about to blow. Like uh, he doesn't need to come to he class, just, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and then like I would do I would do like uh, assemblies. I would perform on on stage and stuff like that for assemblies. So he always gave me my props and shit like that. Cool. And uh, I had I had uh, shout out to Iggy Ignatius Farina, homie uh, DJ Cosmic Diggs. All right. He's a he's a teacher at Cameron, but he was also like the one of the guys that ran like hip hop shit at the school. So cool. I made a compilation at Cameron Heights. I had some of my songs on there. Mm-hmm. We recorded some songs at school. Mr. Shankar, shout out to Mr. Shankar. He was uh, one of Astral's teachers when he was in high school. Okay. So when I was in high school, Astral was coming to do an assembly. He's like, yo, like this is the guy if you want to do some hip-hop shit. Mm-hmm. Like, my teacher's telling me this, you know? I'm like, whatever mm-hmm. you say, bro. Whatever you say. Yeah. So um, around that time, too, the em- uh, just Embassy, not the Embassy. Uh, embassy was Yeah. There. And uh, one thing that I've been, like, trying to map out is just, yeah, like, who who were the people pushing the culture forward, like, organizing to actually make things happen in the city? So Embassy, of course, um, was was really influential. Yeah. Um, the, the whole, uh, the get-by, uh, Mantis and... Pangea and, and those, yep. those people that might have been a bit before they they came on the get by was formed a little bit later but mantis was already doing his thing okay because so he was like featured okay the thing was embassy was rocking mm-hmm. but they were part of a project called the northern horde yeah which is like where a lot of these guys got like their notoriety okay. i think because the album was so big because yeah. there were so many different 
groups of people on there right. that it just spread. So you would find out about new artists that were on from there. That, from that album. So I was in high school or something. I would go and get my hair cut over at Diverse Barbers, mm -hmm. and they had the CD in there. I was like, what the fuck is this, you know? Yeah. And uh, later on, I checked it. And then, but like I heard about Embassy, I'm pretty sure Mantis was on there. Okay. Justice was on there because they were like solo acts separate, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think Rhythm was on there. Haja Bug's on at least two of those tracks too. Okay. So I was like, okay, if, if I need to do anything in here, I'll just look to that album. Like mm -hmm. those were the guys, you know? So a lot of your peers you were finding out about just through high school and through, through the school scene, but then um, also the barbershop. Yeah, like... Yeah. When that album was out, I think it was at the barber shop, and I don't know where else. I think Cadence might have carried it. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Cadence. I mean, like I wasn't around when store. it was when it was open, but I, you know, yeah, heard about it. Yeah. Um, so, I think like it was just more so because whoever was on the Northern Horde was older than me. Mm -hmm. the, every, all those guys are a little bit older, but I would always look to those guys and be like, "Yo." What's yeah. the move? What should I do? Yeah. How do I go about doing this? Cool. At the same time, I I grew up in Country Hills. Mm -hmm. So like there was like a, its own thing going on over there where there was okay. like Blackwood Beats. Shout out to Blackwood Beats. You All know, right. his dad is like a legendary reggae artist in Ontario. Okay. okay. I'm pretty sure he might have been nominated for some Junos himself. Mm. But uh he's a producer. He's boys with Carmelo. He was on his show probably two years ago, just like kicking it probably met him blackwood beats shout out to the homie but uh cool yeah so i would always look to these guys and be like yo who are the guys out here and then i would go and see like if embassy was doing a show i'd like go out there and see who's doing what yeah i found out about chronically ill that way i saw okay. them and i would go and see like their shows and they would bring out loads of people like mm -hmm young people older people and they all had like shirts they would all say chronically ill on the shirts okay so I was like okay these guys look fucking squatted it's like 30 of them on stage it's like a hundred of them like in the crowd mm -hmm. like these guys are on the come up so so um oh i forgot what question i was gonna ask but Sorry. just kind of making the rounds again to mm. these collectives and groups of people that were making you know good influential music at the time there's also uh another older group of you know know it and pro logic and sharky and fraction yeah. the the Bo uh, sons of boom bap so, um uh the beat down uh i never heard people. about those guys till later like right. years later because they were kind of like as far as i know they were like the first people scratching and making beats and doing hip-hop in this region that's what i heard for sure yeah. so i'd imagine it's probably around the time the embassy was doing their thing too yeah. right yeah Cool, cool. So I got I got out there, started doing shows. Like I think I think Embassy had already kind of went their separate ways. Mm -hmm. So the big group at that time was Chronically Ill because there was like eight guys in there or something like that. So there was though those guys were on stage. I pull up to the show with like my eight guys and be like, guys, like this is the move. Look at these guys. <laughs> you know, like fast forward like a year later, yeah. we're doing the, like similar shows and things like that. Yeah. We got shirts, you know, we were the youngest in charge. We had shirts okay. the youngest in charge and shit charge. like that. And so when you're when you're doing that like, oh, okay, we need merch. We need we need a, a crew. We need to like get branded. Like yeah. is that something where you would go back to say Cadence or you know was there 
was there um, a local spot w that would help you along that path? Like when it came to the merch, the first set of T-shirts, we just got letters on them. We went to Sportslink okay. right here. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we just want like your regular Degler jersey style oh, okay. letters. Like sports jerseys. Yeah. That's uh, fun. Yeah. So then <laughs> the next time we got like different printing. It was like a nice logo, mm -hmm. multicolored. Mm -hmm. And we got that done over at Civilian. Okay. When they were like right over here beside that dive of a bar. Uh. I'm not going to call call them out, but <laughs> yeah, they moved and now they're over where third degree is. Yeah. Funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, those guys did our other prints. Now I oh, got a couple of other people that I work with, but uh mm -hmm. yeah, civilian mm -hmm. helped us out along the way. Shout out to them. Oh, that's really cool. So I think that was still probably like 2006-ish, 2007 maybe. Mm -hmm. Chronically Ill was doing their thing. JD Era was popping out here. Mantis was popping. Justice mm -hmm. was popping. Um, I know I'm forgetting a bunch of other people. but uh, And was there a lot of competition in that? Were you all kind of... I always felt the competition. Rubbing shoulders and... and because of the music that I got into, yeah. it wasn't like fun and kumbaya type no. shit it was like the hard shit yeah yeah, yeah. i was That's definitely it. moving those ways like dipset was my high school okay yeah so yeah. <laughs> you so, know so. you know how we we're pulling up <laughs> if i'm saying that so like for me it was always like a little bit of competition just because yeah. like i'm not playing basketball anymore so mm -hmm. like this is my little thing this is your way your, yeah. yeah and i'm pretty sure most of those guys felt the same way yeah and and so one other thing that I that I saw some videos on YouTube of was these uh, uh, freestyle battles called Skills to Pay the Bills. Yeah. And, and they it looks like they all happen in Cambridge, but were you were you ever part of that? I was not. I feel uh -huh. like my brother might have been a part of one of them. Okay. I don't know if it, it was the Skills to Pay the Bills, but I know I think he shot uh, part of a – he was part of a cypher and he was at Jump Off when Jump Off was still in Market Square. Okay. Yeah. Because they've moved a couple times now. They're – they yeah, this is now their third move, which is a sick move. If you haven't been there, check it out, man. Yeah, it's haven't really been nice in the in new there. place yet. It's sick. Yeah, yeah. shout out to the homies that jump off. Nito, T, mm -hmm. Adrian, Jonas. Those are the homies. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, okay, I want to ask you about a couple things that you were a part of. Um, so in 2009, mm -hmm. there was a concert at City Hall. All right, so with that said, let me cut you off before that. Go ahead. I think we did a show before that at City Hall because in the midst of all this, I, I was part of uh, Kayak, Kitchener Youth Action Council. Okay, yep. I was like, yeah, I was... Uh, so it was cool because the guy that got me into the studio, Haj, like, he was a community service worker. Like, mm. he worked for the city of Kitchener, yeah, worked he, at the community centers, drop-ins and all that. I met him first. Is yeah. that the community centers? And then, yeah. like, here I am doing similar things. Like, I was mm -hmm. doing the drop-in centers. Like, I cool. was running day programs for kids when I was, like, looking yeah. for work and stuff, too. So yeah. it was cool because, like, both of those times. It was, like, if, if I didn't go into kayak, I wouldn't have been, like, social, outgoing at all. I would have been lame. Okay. And my mom told me to go in to do that because I need a community service for high school. Okay, yeah. And then she's like, yo, you know, go check out this studio spot. So shout out to my mom. She made, oh, helped me make these crazy good moves. Good stuff, you know? yeah. You never know where it's going to come from. So we did we did shows called Unity Jam. Okay. So I did a couple of shows with doing Unity Jam. Um, Rhythm performed at one of them. Shout out to Greg King. 
that's where I originally saw him. And I didn't meet him personally until I randomly I met him in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, I did my thing in Kitchener. It's like, holy shit, I remember you. Cool. But uh, yeah, so it was Unity Jam, and then there was uh, I think it was called KW Hip Hop Expo. Okay. Yeah. And when was that? And that was around like 2008, 2009 as well, maybe 2007. And that was a huge event. I think he brought down JD Era, who was a headliner. And I'm pretty sure Chronically Ill was on that. Just a lot of big names. Uh, Shout out to Chris Stevenson. I think it was Ace Entertainment at that time. And that was really promising. I don't know what happened for the second one, but I don't think it happened. It was, hmm. it was sad. Uh, Chris actually later on introduced me to JD Era. I think I was still, I think that was 2009. Okay. Yeah, I met him in the club. So sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I had that, to just throw okay. that in there because yeah. I might not have even gotten on some of those shows yeah. had I not been a part of KW or Kitchener Youth Action Council because yeah. I actually set up one of those shows by being on the panel and got myself in there. That's amazing. <laughs> got, to use your, got to use your connections. You right? know? Cool. But yeah, no, there's one that I was that I just came across called the I Am Hip Hop. Um, and it was, a, it was at City Hall 2009. You were there. SJ was there. And I, I just asked about it because I saw some photos that, that were just, you know, on someone's album on Facebook. I remember um, that, yeah. They had like a big stage set up I, th- I think Carmelo, yeah, I think Carmelo was DJing. It's hard to tell from the like little Samsung flip phone photos. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it just seemed like quite a big show for for that time. And you know what's crazy to to be at City Hall too, where like usually they wouldn't have been been hosting hip hop shows. Mention that because I never, I didn't remember the name of that show. It was the yeah. I Am Hip Hop show. I forget who put that on. Hmm. Shout out to them because if you never would have said that, I never would have remembered. Yeah, no worries. But it was it was it was in that same like three year period, mm-hmm. like uh, hip hop expo was going on. Say that I am hip hop was probably in that same three years. We did uh, at least two Unity jams. Mm-hmm. One was inside the rotunda at City Hall, and one was outside. And um, at least one of those Unity jams, it was a hip hop headliner. It was oh, actually okay. me. <laughs> but usually, like they 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 did like a lot of rock at yeah. the same time. So those Unity jams were like oh, okay. we're gonna bring all the artists together. Oh, okay. But there and were that was an initiative for sure. That was an initiative of Kayak. Correct. Okay. To so kind of bring all the different cliques of students together. Is that, is that kind yeah, of the idea? Yeah, and the genres, yeah. and it was just it was for the youth, you know, yeah. just bringing everybody together and. Yeah. So it was cool. It again, it was just that timing kind of thing. Um, every all everybody was kind of working their own thing, and it just it looked like a scene for a few summers. Yeah, which no, is super amazing. dope. Um, I have another thing here. Yeah. A few years later, you and a whole bunch of people were in a video. Rufus's video by, by my, my side. side, and that just seems like such a fun afternoon where you're all you're all just like, all right, everybody, going to Rufus's place. Let's yep. all shoot a video. Yeah, and it just like there's just such a sense of community, and you know we're all we're all from the Tri Cities. We're all in this together, and we're all supporting one another. Before then, I never met Devo. Okay, I don't think I ever met Pro Logic. Okay, you know like. It was so dope how, because yeah, how did that Rufus, was, Rufus is older than us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in grade school, 
or when my brother was in grade school, Rufus was actually like one of the teacher's helpers. Like he came in and like helped out with the music program. He would help cool. out with our music teacher yeah. and shit. So I was going to ask about that because he, he always seemed uh, to be the guy. You mentioned Hashabug was also, you know, in youth work and community work. Yep. Rufus also has that background. Yes. Um, adjacent to that, Fitzum, who introduced us together, he also comes from that, uh, that background too, like working at the community centers. Check this out. When I was in Kayak, mm-hmm. uh, I, I met this girl, homegirl Harika, and then next year I'm in Kayak and I meet her brother Vomzi. Actually, I already knew Vomzi before then, okay. but then I would see him every week. Do you yeah. know Vomzi? No. Oh, shout out to the homie. He he runs a uh, Meltwitch with Tyson. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Vomzi, awesome. This guy's like my ride or die homie. Like to this day, one of my bros, cool. and. Uh, I don't know how I got caught up on that, but like he was just a part of like that whole kayak movement too. And he, he did a lot of community work and he's still serving the community. He's just exactly with the, with the melt, Witch, you know, the, so shout out to the homie Vomsy had to festivals. throw that in there. That's really cool. Um, cool. So I, maybe we can talk a little bit about venues and like the spaces, the spaces that support the art, because um, at some point you get past, you know, doing music in people's basements and and, yes. and uh, needing to play real shows. Yeah. And and what were the venues you mentioned, Maxwell? Um, so I've I've always known, yeah, Maxwell's Music House as a place that supported hip hop, Starlight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of few and far between. Like w- when I was when I was at the Dialysis Catalog Lounge, there was a part of me that was like. Are we really having this show like in the side room of McCabe's? That's kind of. I love that venue though. Yeah, it is a great venue. I like it. I don't. But I. I, I just wonder. What, yeah, like what's your me perspective if I'm wrong. on that? I could be wrong, but I think they decided to get away from hip hop shows at some point. McCabe's? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of venues did too, just because there was that stigma of are we going to attract the wrong kind of people? Um, so this is something that, that um, not ProLogic, Fraction and know it have talked to me about before where, where they, they're kind of frustrated that the choice of venues for rap and hip-hop is a lot narrower than for other genres in this community oh a hundred percent and and kind of we have to push against um push against that because then it's hard to book people even you know acts from other cities that, that are coming through this area mm-hmm. and they're like i want to play a show in kitchener and we can't really find a space for them um mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to answer that question specifically, but just I'd like to hear your opinion on like what were the venues and the places that really supported the genre as you were coming up. Well, I'll talk my shit a little bit. I think that first and foremost, for people like attending these shows, if you have problems with people, like stay your ass at home. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't go to these shows looking for trouble. Like if 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 anything deal with your situation away from this community gathering like let that be like a neutral spot right to where we can all just enjoy that shit do whatever you want after but you're kind of fucking it up for everybody else who are doing it for the art and for the culture and you're kind of staining the reputation for all of us mm-hmm. but um bro i've 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 told people cuz i i know so many artists out here i'm like i want to do shows i've had people be like bro it's not worth it it's not worth the hassle, all mm. the bullshit that comes along with it. Mm. And I'm like, but we need it. 
<laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and, then, and then that's how you get people saying they're from Toronto. Right. Guess, right. <sighs> but at the same time, like, we, why not push for the shows instead mm -hmm. of being like, nah, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is saying it's not worth it. Yeah. Why not be the one that says, I think it is? Yeah. Because I believe it. And shout out to the homie Tyson Major for opening up urban culture. He's really mm -hmm. doing it for the culture. Yeah, He's definitely. going against probably what everybody told him not to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and he's doing it. He's bringing these acts down. So to all the artists out there, if y'all motherfuckers aren't showing up, I suggest you do yourself a favor. <laughs> Show up. Um, but yeah, it's definitely gotten narrower just because all this stigma that's come with it. Um, but literally you just named off like the main two mm -hmm. you know uh starlight and maxwell's now urban culture right mm -hmm. thank you tyson yeah and that's a good sign to uh, um have I, that coming up i think the boathouse will support it if you got the money to do it right but yeah, i heard they're not cheap street hop has done events there before right? yeah um i talked i'm currently talking to the folks over at the walper because they have the downstairs venue, the old right. Rum Runner, right? Is right. that what it was? Yeah. Yuck Yucks or whatever? It's really classy down there. I've been there for a jazz show once. But it's like but, low uh, lighting. Yeah. It could be a dope low for a hip-hop vibe, right? Definitely. Cool. Couldn't so, jump too high, but yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I, I like that. I like the smaller venues because at least for the photos and yeah. videos, it yeah. looks rammed. Definitely. So I'm, I'm reaching out to those folks to try and get something cool. going over there well so. i hope they support that because yeah the walper would be a great place i mean yeah. if if they want to make some change and i'm bringing the change you know then and that makes the other it easier thing, for me like i don't really talk about it too much but i'm pretty neutral when it comes to the different sides mm -hmm. that are kind of doing their thing out here i don't have a problem with nobody and i don't think anybody has a problem with me so it's always like yeah. pretty neutral when it comes to putting on shows yeah so i'm able i feel like i'm able to let people know like don't bring the bullshit here mm -hmm. like, let's do let's make some history mm -hmm. you know cool well thank you Th thanks for, for no talking and, uh, about that i'm just trying to think about other venues like the the cork house is like the only other one that i can think of yeah. if, if i'm missing any let me know but thinking of where i've gone to for hip-hop shows um harmony lunch they're oh, closing down now yeah they closed down but they were the ones that were doing it probably the most mm -hmm. even for hip-hop mm -hmm. like they did a lot show us uh, have hope yeah definitely and that's interesting to me i was i i've uh, been to a few of those have hope shows at harmony lunch and, and they um, fuck with the hip-hop artists it's it's awesome and, and there's also like a cool crossover between punk hardcore and hip-hop and then there's there's another there's another um exactly group of people who is it rebel rebel ground sounds no uh, anyway i think there's like it, i think they're called eardrum movement or something yeah, like that they're doing their thing yeah. too so that's cool so people are trying you know trying their best with what they got too i think night school mm -hmm. did a couple hip-hop shows okay so like i would maybe Put them on the list but like harmony was doing probably the most hip-hop shows mm -hmm. last year mm -hmm. if not max was so when it comes to um you know a lot of hip-hop is about representing where you're from and um in a city like ours in the tri-cities like we mentioned there's some people that just don't want to really represent 
here and they kind of say they're from Toronto mm-hmm. instead. Um, but yeah, how important was it to you making, you know, when you started making your music to say like, oh, I'm from Kitchener or I'm from Country Hills or I'm from the Tri-Cities and and representing this area yeah. in music? Mm. Yeah, good question. Like no disrespect to any other areas or cities or anything like that mm-hmm. or no disrespect to kw but i've always looked beyond the boundaries of the city mm-hmm. um when it comes to representing i i was in a song called i'm from k-town shout out to esco raps i was on that oh, song. i saw the video for that yeah I'm still on youtube it's is so, it still on it's youtube so fun yeah yeah so <laughs> like that was probably the most I ever like represented where I'm from. Okay. Um other than that, like I never really said I was a Toronto rapper or anything. Like I would just say like I'm from Kitchener, but it was never anything that I was like make a song about it per se because mm-hmm. I don't I didn't really at the time I didn't really think that there was anything that I wanted to to really disclose <laughs> sure, sure. kind of uh, you know like about the kitchener market or no <laughs> it just wasn't fun i think yeah. nowadays it's changed because i think i think we've established ourselves as a city a lot more over mm-hmm. the past decade i think our artists have established themselves in the city and this there's kind of a growing scene that everybody is able to see now so yeah. to represent it's like it sounds it just it just seems cooler especially because you have so many people that aren't from here yeah a lot of new people moving a in a lot of new people moving in so yeah it, it comes across as like a little cooler yeah <laughs> but no i get in what you, i get what you're saying because even uh, collectives like the um like the, to say i'm like outside of hasty just like kicking right. it with the homies 10 yeah. years ago it didn't sound cool but like no. i might get away with it today <laughs> yeah that would be <laughs> well that was so yeah. It was funny. Like you know, um, I was at that Jay Dilla uh, show, uh, Jane Bond, the other day, the other week, and uh, we were leaving, and I saw Mantis and and uh, Aaron Francis on the sidewalk out. You know, we were just heading out, but then we got talking for a little bit, and and uh, Mantis just kicked into a freestyle, and we were just like, you know, on the sidewalk doing the doing a cipher as it should and, be uh, as if you're a rapper be. you just gotta rap sometimes yeah. man and so that's you know that's a cultural landmark you know jane bond has done a lot for the culture too um they, from what i've heard yeah for D- sure dj nights like more so with with djing rather yeah. than uh than hip-hop shows but like that's all stuff that i think just we need to recognize and and not be not let that stuff just disappear thinking that kw is not important enough so that that's sort of the purpose behind uh the interview project that i'm doing right now i think a lot more artists out here are starting to represent the city yeah and it's just a matter of time before the masses catch on to what we got over here because Mm -hmm. man i've seen i've seen the talent from nothing yeah well not really from nothing i kind of came part way in but bro from where where we're at from where it came from Mm -hmm. i think any artist to come up out of here would be proud to represent what we've become definitely um 
just have like another couple questions on my list. So sure. when we talk about mixtapes that that came out over the years, you you talked about one that that uh, well Northern Horde I guess mm -hmm. to start with, and then one that you got on. Which one was that? So I was part of one uh, called Now It's a War, Youngest in Charge. Okay. And when I was in high school, like that was the shit. Okay. Uh, I used to go by the rapper named Young Bricks. Okay. Yeah, I was a young rapper back then. <laughs> and uh, that's that spread. So I had my Definitely. solo tape and that one going around the same time. Mm. So those, I feel like, were pretty big in my yeah. come up. Um, SJ Jeans was a big mixtape, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, Fresh Changes released a bunch of mixtapes. It Is What It Is, Volume 1 and 2 were, were popping back then. Okay. Um, and I think that's all I can really remember in terms of like projects really coming out. Yeah. Um, later on, the Get By did their thing mm -hmm. for sure. Mm, uh, I know Chronically Ill dropped a few fire projects. It was just I didn't really catch on until later. I just yeah. don't remember what they're called. But then um, shout out to DBS Studios. They were doing their uh, a few mixtapes that they had going on. I forget what they called it, but there was like a crew of guys over there that were doing their thing too. Mm -hmm. So that was another piece of the puzzle where like they had a studio over there. They had a whole bunch of MCs over there doing their thing. They printed up all their own merch and things like that too. Cool. So shout outs to JRD and DBS Studios. So I know that they made some bangers back then too. Um, Shout out to Johnny Rhythm. He did a rap. It was called Rabble Rouser. It okay. was an album. I thought that was fucking sick. <laughs> Just had to throw that one in there. Cool. But yeah, that's about it for influential mixtapes from the city that I can recall kind of had an impact. I love it. And like that's just from the top of your head. There's like five or six there. So yeah, you know, there's just there's so much, so much good work that has been produced here that is you know, probably gathering dust on someone's shelf right now. And a lot of people, like we mentioned, the, there's a lot of new people moving in. And and I, they need to know, too, about the musical history of this region. And um, I'm just think trying to bring that out into, into the wider community because mm -hmm. you think about music in KW and there's some folk artists that have a lot of traction and then there's, like, I don't know, Oktoberfest or whatever. Right. But... Um, but we've got, like you said, a lot of talent and a lot of a lot of so projects. much, yeah, so much talent. Like that's why, like, thank you for doing the book. You know, big ups to you yeah, because, like, if anybody's kind of wondering, like, how I got here, or like, say, JRD, how he got to where he's at doing his thing, mm -hmm. it was no overnight shit. Like, yeah. we really we really submerged ourselves into the culture like really like this is my life like yeah. it became who i am so yeah. like i'm just grateful to be a part of it i want to i want to put together networking events to where mm -hmm. the guys that we were just talking about in this interview and some of the newer guys can like link up and yeah. just like yo we're all in this together it doesn't have to be like no battle of the generations and yeah. battle of the trap versus boom bap type of shit mm -hmm. like yo mm -hmm. yeah because you've done both right i've done both yeah, yeah man and I, like i see some of the more trap style rappers wanted to do 
a little bit of boom bap stuff here and yeah. vice versa, right? Like, well, it's, it just seems like generally it's moving in more of a direction. In, it's balancing uh, uh, itself like, out a little uh, bit more. R&B as well. There's a lot more singing. There's a lot more soul influence coming back in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good to see. Shout out to Rufus. He was on a Rhythm in the Rebel track in 2009 called Change Gonna Come. He mm -hmm. came out to Toronto because I think he was already in the area. We're going out for a fashion show. We decided if we're going to be in Toronto anyways, might as well book a session. Yeah. Went to Diamond Factory Studios, had Rufus up in there. We made a fucking hit. Amazing. Yeah, so then he did a couple more tracks later on, and he tapped me to be on the By My Side. We did the video a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and that was super dope, just getting on like a sick record with so yeah. many dope artists. Yeah, and so, like, it's funny how that works. You just, you know, you... You know someone through the community, and then you work on one of their product projects, and and they work on one of your projects down the road, and it, it like it does seem like despite I don't know exactly what factions or beef there is it really in the hip hop scene here, because it, it, whatever there is, it doesn't seem like it's a huge deal. It hasn't not, bled into it's, the music. It's not <laughs> like it's not like yeah, people have a dividing line. They're saying you know you got to stay in Cambridge and like don't come over to Kitchener or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but. At the same time, you know, people people like to represent their neighborhoods too. There's a lot of like C block references to Chandler Drive and that yeah. that's, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's antagonistic. Like there's there's no no cri Crips and Bloods going on here. Not really anymore. It's just no. kind of it's really it's quieted down. If anything, you know, mm -hmm. everybody got a little smarter. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> I think like. I think it's especially for the the people over in C block and areas like that, like to represent is like I think it's a lot bigger when as opposed to yeah. me growing up like kinda like all over the place, you know, just moving yeah. around. I think like if you got you got a whole neighborhood riding for you as an artist, like sure. it's probably important to represent for those people, you know? Yeah. Because people are definitely riding, so definitely. I think that's super dope. And I know, like, the Marmel guys have just been killing Cambridge from time. Like, mm -hmm. I know there's not really, like, too many borders or boundaries, but I, I feel like they own that. <laughs> they own that, you know? I go and I'm going there. I'm in their city, you that's know? That's right. But, no, shout-outs to the Marmel guys. They always show love. And shout-outs to Know It. Shout-outs to Suspect. Mm -hmm. All those guys, for real. For real. Cool. Those are the homies. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Well, I don't have any more questions to ask you, but this no? has been a great conversation. You like it? Oh, yeah. You had a good time? That's a lot of fun. Good, good. Yeah, like, no, I appreciate you putting this together, man, because, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like, I don't go look back too often because mm -hmm. I'm just so in the moment a lot of times, but I feel like yeah. it's, there's so much that we talked about that never transitioned to today's landscape mm -hmm. all on the internet well you that's know? the thing yeah all this stuff was like early internet or pre-internet at where um i know as an artist uh, most of the time you're looking forward and your your newest thing is your best thing that's yes. kind of how i feel sometimes as well but um but yeah it's it's good to just take a look back and see what how how we all got to where we are just looking at like yeah. listening to this conversation i'm like damn Listen to all, listen all those names off. I'm like, I don't need to go anywhere else for beat makers. They're all in the city. I don't need to go anywhere else for features. Yeah. You know how many different types of artists there are? I can get any sound I want out here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's super dope. I'm just blessed to be a part of this, man, because like, it's growing. 
It's Absolutely. when one person gets on, we're all on. Yeah. That's how I feel. So Thanks. when it when it comes to like I know a lot of people, entrepreneurs, just people wanting to be something or create something. So many people left this city to go and chase that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people came back. A lot of people still out there, whatever. But I feel like I went out there for 12 months to go do my production program. When I graduated, they said, here's your paper. You know, good luck. Yeah. Go finding find, an go internship, find not even a job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as an engineer, like it's like, yeah, you ain't getting no job anytime soon. You're serving coffee for two years. That's what they told us. They're like, you probably serve coffee for two years. Wow. Just make sure when you get the coffee, don't even ask what people want in it. Bring a bag of sugars and creams and stir sticks. Like that's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> you got good, uh, yeah, good server training. Yeah. Right. So when I left, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, man. My, yeah. I was living in a, a room half the size of the the booth that's here. Mm. And this was where in LA? I was in Toronto. In Toronto. Yeah, okay. I was downtown yeah, you, Toronto. You didn't you you didn't end up going to LA. That was no that was someone else. I uh, I submitted. I went to my high school teacher, and then the teacher assistant at that time. He's now a teacher, but he was like mm -hmm. the hip hop guy. Mm -hmm. These guys wrote my reference letter. Shout out to Hajabug again. He wrote a reference letter for me. I don't even think he remembers that. That's hilarious. I submitted the song that I did with my wife mm -hmm. and a couple of like projects and shows that I did. I ended up getting a scholarship to go to school. So yeah. thank God for that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I did my 12 cool. months and I said, I'm not staying here. Yeah. I'm going back to Kitsch. And then was that sort of like a, a, a feeling of defeat that you were like, oh, I have to go back to my hometown? And Maybe like at the time. For a minute, I probably only yeah. thought that for a minute, okay. but because you knew the potential of what everything that was going around here, like no, no, you no. didn't, not at that time. I, I said, no. I said I'm broke, <laughs> and I don't want to work for free. Yeah, and I don't necessarily want to work in somebody else's studio. Mm -hmm. I just, I, at the time, I was doing really well in creating music with my brother. Mm -hmm. So coming back home, it was like, okay, we're going to get back together. I'm going to take this knowledge, yeah. and we're just going to fucking do what we've been doing right. to the 10th power, yeah. and that's it. So uh, it was more so like I didn't think that I was going to get where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Or just like make it in Toronto, mm -hmm. like when people go to like L.A. or like you know like sure. Hollywood, and like I didn't want to just end up like yeah being one homeless, of the addicted of to drugs, yeah. like had a dream type shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just thought you know this is the comfort is the enemy of abundance. But at the time I was like I wouldn't mind being a little comfortable for a minute. Yeah, and work because I knew like. I wanted to open up a studio eventually, mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. be my own boss type of thing. So cool. I knew I knew rent wasn't expensive in Kitchener compared to Toronto, but now That's it is. Right. Now it's <laughs> now it's getting there. Now it's getting there. But mm -hmm. I always I, I I always believe that Toronto is still like the land of opportunity. We're only an hour away. Like yeah. I should There's be out there more collaboration opportunities and like uh, you know, Rufus did a did a track with Phoenix Pagliacci a couple of years ago or a I'm year ago. I'm not familiar. Um, and 
so you know she's a uh, not even up and coming she's she's up and she's coming she's, up, eh? yeah so oh, shit. Uh, that was uh maybe two maybe only a year ago but damn i had no idea that was a that was a cool feature that i was like oh wow you know rufus is working with big name toronto independent hip-hop artists and oh, they're, uh, they're hip-hop yeah okay. yeah um so there's a there's a a collective called the sorority um okay hawaii mighty um uh, who just won the the juno for uh Best album, I think. Period is the first time a hip hop artist has won wow. a, uh, that category. Wow! And um, so yeah, it was her, uh, all women. Phoenix Pagliacci, Lex Leosis. They're a bunch of rappers from Toronto area. That uh, I don't know how I came across them, but they've been like on the on the hip hop blogs the last few years, and and uh, just you know now working with collaborating with artists in the states doing their own thing trying to create that next album yeah so, and then there's a connection to kitchener so love to see that that's sick yeah, yeah man yeah and like yo shout out to rufus man because he's always like he's always stayed true to what he's wanted to do mm -hmm. from what i from my perspective and like he's always just looking beyond his own Mm -hmm. personal work he's always looking to help out other people like he did music as my weapon right which was super dope i wasn't a part of it but i know like yeah, the impact that was, was for great. youth right yeah, yeah. so i cool. i would love to be a part of something like that going forward mm -hmm. who knows who knows but huh? just gotta just had to show him a little love right there real quick <laughs> absolutely legend good stuff but yeah man any, any other questions Oh, I think that's good. I'll wrap it know, up. Might be back another day for Sounds another good. chat, but yeah, uh, no, sure. this was fantastic. Thanks for sitting Sounds down good. with me. Uh, where can yeah. people find you, Sam? Oh, where can people find me? Um, you can you can go on my website, samnabby.com. Um, I do a whole bunch of stuff. I'm a writer. I, uh, I'm a rapper. I've got a self-produced EP that is already out there on Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot. Okay. And uh, I'm producing a... a professionally done ep <laughs> right now that i got through the waterloo region arts fund and so that's um that's been a, a ride it's it's so fun to to be able to just like work for an extended period of time with other people a friend of mine um curtis rideout uh, goes by the name steve dave uh, for his for his artistic career but he's actually one of the people that was often playing at harmony lunch no way. Um, before they they closed down so okay. he's really connected with those with those folks and so he did all the production on the album i did the words um Sick. it's been like a year-long process of, of doing this ep and it's finally it's getting released in march so congrats that's what's next for me that's amazing yeah thank you so much and, man uh, yeah signing out peace <laughs>